Hey Strikers, and welcome back to Between Two Buffs. I'm Aaron First Class Chase Sullivan, and today we're going to be talking about Native American Indian Heritage Month. I'm joined today by Tech Sergeant Nicole Drake, and she's going to give us a little bit of background information on that. Ma'am? Yeah, it's, uh, as uh, Airman Sullivan previously uh, stated, um, I'm Sergeant Drake, and I'm from the Second Maintenance Group staff. Um, not only am I an airman, um, but I am from the Navajo tribe, born and raised on the Navajo Reservation in New Mexico. So, it's Native American Indian Heritage Month. So, what does that what does that mean uh, to the Navajo? Well, I guess to the Navajo, we're we're part of the 574 federally recognized tribes mm -hmm. in the U.S. Um, and to us, I think it means. Um, it, it, gives us, uh, it gives us a time to kind of bring awareness to our people, our traditions, our culture, mm -hmm. um, our resilience, um, and some of the challenges that we also face mm -hmm. as, um, as a tribe. Okay. What are some of those traditions? So, actually, we have, we have a lot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so the Navajo are kind of very superstitious. We have a bunch of taboos, mm -hmm. um, but we also have a bunch of um, ways that we celebrate our culture. We dance, we sing, we pray, um, we have a lot of ceremonies. Um, a couple of them are, we celebrate a baby's first laugh because it's, um, it's like bringing, it's, it's, it's a transition for the baby coming into this world and we celebrate them coming in uh -huh. to the world, yes. Um, and during that ceremony, we have the baby you know, we assist the baby to pass out salt so that they're always giving in life and not just taking so that they're grateful for mm -hmm. what they have. Um, and normally the first person that um, makes the baby laugh uh -huh. is the person that throws a, like this huge party for everyone. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, you don't want to make the baby laugh first, mm -hmm. but <laughs> it's also a, a really good thing. It seems like an honor. I mean, laughing is obviously a very important part of the human element, you know. Yes. Uh, what what are can you think of any off the top of your head of like anything that's like pop culture or anything that's uh, like part of the taboo in Navajo uh, Navajo culture? So one of the uh, I guess taboos is that um, that I found it's it's very common actually mm -hmm. even and um, so we don't whistle at night. Um, okay. And to us, I guess that um, whistling it kind of attracts like the bad spirits and uh -huh. stuff so you don't want to do it at night because that's when spirits are kind of like walking around or roaming around mm -hmm. that's what we were taught okay um well there's also a lot of taboos about a coyote crossing your path yeah, yeah. sometimes it's not good sometimes, <laughs> like the black cat yeah. crossing your path but Pretty a coyote much, yeah, yeah <laughs> in um in a bunch of our stories the, mm -hmm. the coyote is kind of like a, a trickster uh -huh. he's always tricking you into doing something his way because he's he's in it for himself. Mm -hmm. So gosh, I always like coyotes, but I don't I don't think I look I can look at them the same anymore. She, <laughs> I've uh, my grandmother on my mother's side is actually Cherokee Indian. Uh, I've got a little bit a little bit of Indian in me, but obviously Cherokee Navajo, two very different tribes. I'm sure they have very different traditions and everything too. I'm pretty sure I haven't learned much about the other tribes. Mm -hmm. um, I plan on learning a lot more because mm -hmm. I've learned a lot just from. Uh, researching for this month. Yes, ma'am. Did uh, did any part of your culture have to do anything with you with you deciding to serve your country with joining the Air Force, anything like that? Um. So, 
actually, yeah, um, not not really a part of my culture, but our language, mm-hmm. uh, the Navajo language, was actually used in World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the co talkers. That's right. Yeah. Um, and my grandpa was actually one of the co talkers, not really? one of the original twenty nine, but mm-hmm. I I believe there were at, at one time like four hundred and twenty documented code talkers in World War II, and he was a part of that. Um, and then from there, we have uh, my, uh, he was my great-grandpa, mm-hmm. um, and then my, my grandpa served, my mom served, um, my brother served, and then I decided to join as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a family tradition, I guess. Understand, yeah. Not, not all code talkers. No. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I can I can speak some of the language, but really? not fluently. Okay, got you. That uh, is is the code talking? Is it is it part of the Navajo language, or is it like incorporated into it? Can you can you go into more detail on that? Yeah. So actually, the code talkers actually started with uh, the Choctaw uh-huh. uh, tribe in World War One, mm-hmm. um, and they were they were used to kind of like um, make cryptic messages. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the enemy wasn't able to find out where the resources were or anything. And then during World War II, there were 29 original code talkers who were specifically assigned to create a code using the Navajo language. So they used different, like animals, like a tortoise for like a tank or something, or like... um, That's a good equivalent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just different different Navajo words mm-hmm. for uh, like a, a Humvee or something. Um, Understood. Do you have any uh, you know, like reasons or experiences with uh, any any other uh, Native American service members? Did they have any kind of uh, any reason that they decided to serve uh, because of their culture or their traditions or anything? I think a lot of us really joined because um, we have past family members that mm-hmm. have served, um, and I don't know, life life on the reservations, it's, it's a little different from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So um, growing up, I only had other Navajos in my school. We mm-hmm. probably had like five or six, maybe foreign exchange students, mm-hmm. uh, or someone of a different ethnicity. Um, so it was, it was kind of a, culture shock in a way to when I went to BMT because like the way different females do their hair they're different yeah. it's just it's, it was just very different um, but I think um, a lot of the reason why people join from um, Native American heritage um, is because of the, our past history with mm-hmm. the military and our family's ties to it absolutely what do you think? What do you think is a good way to, for, not only civilians but the military and those who serve to to, to stay informed and, and learn more about Native American history? I think a lot of it is, just, listening. I think um, listen to, what's going on on the reservations, um, and, just not just don't ignore. I guess the, what what's happening with like the less I, I want to call them less populated. Um, you said you did uh, some research into Native American Indian Heritage Month. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so actually the month was actually never um, made like or assigned National American Indian Heritage Month until 1990, and that was uh, under President Bush. But before that, there was a single day designated to Native Americans, and then it became a week, and then finally in 1990, that's when they made it the whole month to celebrate our heritage. Okay. Um, Did anything spark that? I think it was just a lot of uh, a lot of pushing and um, acknowledging the 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 role that Navajos or the Native American tribes played mm-hmm. in World War One and World War Two. Absolutely. Did any uh, has anything significant come out of that day, or since the, since it's become a whole month, not just a day or a week? Um, I think I don't think it's become like. A single day that we've celebrated um, but it is a day that or not a day but a month that we have kind of formed different um, different celebrations mm-hmm. um, so we have like a week where um, a lot of people back home right now are actually wearing moccasins because it's rock your mocks um, and so and that's that's something new. That's something that that, yeah. that started. That wasn't always a tradition. Yes. Yeah, so oh, we're okay. just we're just finding different ways to celebrate um, our heritage, mm-hmm. pretty much with like powwows or moccasins or dressing dressing traditional. Okay. Um, back in school, we had a whole, that whole week. Mm-hmm. We would have a different theme for every day. So we'd wear our traditional clothing. We'd tell a story. We'd sing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of stuff. Okay. Is there anything you? you do currently currently in your own way to celebrate this month? Um, it doesn't really relate to my traditions, but mm-hmm. um, I, I run a lot, mm-hmm. and I, partic- I participate in a lot of uh, the runs, the virtual runs that we have mm-hmm. um, put on by people back home. That's right. um, and it just raises money for um, certain things back home, you know? Understood. What, uh... What do you think one of the one of the biggest culture shocks was coming into the military as opposed to to living on one of the reservations? I, I assumed you lived there most of your life. Yes, actually, my whole life. Yeah, um, and then coming into the military, I imagine it's pretty different. Isn't yes. It? Uh, so actually, one thing that really surprised me was that there was a lot of people um, that didn't know that Native Americans were still around. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know that we had cars or we lived in actual houses instead of like teepees. Mm-hmm. It was it was very different. I was getting all the questions like, well, how did you how do you get from point A to point B? I'm like, we have a car. <laughs> um, or do you have electricity, running water type type of questions. Um, it was just that I think that was the main like, culture shock that I went through. Gosh, I think they're getting. Getting mixed up with the Amish there, <laughs> don't use cars or electricity or anything. That's insane. Um, so now that it is Native American Indian Heritage Month, uh, what do you? What would you like to see become like a new tradition, uh, not just among Navajos but uh, uh, amongst any tribe? What do you think needs to change in uh, Native American culture? So what I'd like to see is. Um our people coming together and just kind of bringing awareness to who we are as a people, um, what we're capable of, what we've overcome, mm-hmm. and what we're kind of working for 
and the changes to our our land, our communities. Um, I think that's that's something that uh, Ameri- like Native American Heritage Month could help bring awareness to, mm-hmm. especially if um, if it's known to everyone like what this month is actually about. Okay. Do you do you feel satisfied with the the amount of uh, with the amount of awareness America has about Native Americans? I mean, do you feel like there's enough like websites and museums and stuff, or do you do you feel like we could do better raising awareness? I mean, we could always do better. There's always mm-hmm. room for improvement. Um, but I think uh, in the last year, it's become a little more aware. But yeah, I think, uh, like I said, there's um, there's always room for improvement. But um, I like how recently it's become more aware that we're still here. We're um, we're very resilient people. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that kind of like gave me, um, I don't like, I, I was like very proud to be an airman. I had that like wow moment mm-hmm. was um, when I believe it was uh, Columbus Day, um, the U.S. Air Force Facebook page put out uh, Happy, Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. And to see that pop up on Facebook, and to have my branch of the military kind of acknowledging us as people, um, that gave me like the happy feels, <laughs> and it made me like super proud to be a part of the Air Force, mm-hmm. um, a part of this changing culture, um, and the fact that everyone is kind of um, let's see, the fact that everyone is just being more inclusive, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's amazing, I think. Um, I don't, I think just continuing to do that, yeah. continuing to acknowledge your people and acknowledging the, the diverse forces that we have, mm-hmm. it's, I think if we can continue to do that, it'll be a lot better, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, did you come in expecting the military to be like this, to be to be so inclusive, or were you were you expecting some some adversity going in? Um, I was hoping it would be kind of inclusive, mm-hmm. um, but I also wasn't really sure coming into the military what it would be like yeah. uh, dealing with different or having to work with other ethnicities and stuff. How people from different backgrounds would relate to each other, mm-hmm. but I guess as soon as people put on the uniform, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. What did you come in wanting to do? As a job? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Um, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I came in straight out of high school, and my recruiter was like, oh, this one sounds like a great job. Uh-huh. And I read it, and I understood like half the words. So I was like, all right, maybe this will be okay. Um, but, yeah, my job isn't terrible. It's it's pretty good. What do you do? I'm an aircraft maintenance scheduler. Oh, okay. Um, so we schedule the maintenance on the aircraft um, and also coordinate their flights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with um, ops and maintenance to make sure we generate a feasible plan to do. Okay, gotcha. Didn't do anything before, before the before the military. No, Not I came really. right out of high school. <laughs> Understood. Okay. Tell us about some of the uh, the oldest Navajo traditions you can think of. Like, what are what are some older ones that you were taught growing up? Um, I think one of the main ones that is 
that have stuck with me is uh, running. So in the morning, it's a tradition to run to the east. Mm -hmm. And you run to the east so that you, you greet the sun. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it shows that you're grateful to, to Mother Earth and Father Sky that you're grateful that another day has come. It's like a rebirth for another day. Any favorite um, dishes or anything? Favorite dishes? Um, oof. <laughs> so, we have, uh, every tribe I've learned um, has their own way of making fry bread. Fry bread? Fry bread, yes. Fry bread, okay. Um, I've heard it be um, like related to like a funnel cake, but just in like a bread form, or like, I think it was the North, they have like an elephant ear. Something like that. Something of the form uh, is what it's mm -hmm, called. Mm -hmm. But yeah. fry bread is what we traditionally make. Um, mutton. So okay. uh, sheep. We we use a lot. Uh, we use every part of the sheep. And, really? Um, whenever we butcher. But, yeah. Any, uh, any clothing? I know you mentioned moccasins earlier. Uh, any that are specifically Navajo? Um, specifically Navajo. I don't... I don't think so. We have, uh, and I'm not sure what their actual names are, but traditionally uh, we have these long skirts that go below our knees, um, a floral blouse, um, turquoise jewelry, um, or red coral jewelry. Um, and traditionally the males have their hair long, so their hair is tied in, a, it's called a tiech. A CA? A CA. Okay. Um, I'm not going to try. It's, <laughs> it's just like, it's a bun mm -hmm. in the back of your hair, um, and it's tied with yarn. Um, okay. And women's hair is also tied like that as well. Um, mm -hmm. What about holidays? Anything, any kind of holidays y'all celebrate? Um, I don't think we celebrate any specific holiday. Um, none of them actually come to mind. Okay. No problem.
Pleasure to have you, man.